Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here, turning the two-game NBA main set on Sunday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Before I get into the analysis, uh, real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Closing in now at 4.7 thousand subscribers. If you enjoy all the free content, the easiest way to support me is just leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Um, if you cannot watch the videos, I do also upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below, just the DKDFS show. With that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about this uh, two-game slate on Sunday, let's take a look back at my lineup here from... Saturday slate. So Saturday, I, I took a really, really risky approach. I basically just went the full game stack, expecting, or I guess hoping for a Clippers blowout. Might blow out the other way. It's 46-27 Denver after one quarter. Um, if that game stays close, obviously I have absolutely 0% chance of winning. So, and it didn't go good for me my game stack. Uh, final score of 193. Not great. Um... I just felt more comfortable with these spend-ups in this game, especially the Toronto guys. I mentioned I was playing both the Toronto guys. I, I put all three of Lowry, Fanfleet, and OG in the core. Um, yeah, Tatum had a decent shooting day and still wasn't great. Um, so partly, I think, due to the game being played at a, a, a much slower pace than last time out. And then, yeah, so that's, that's something I had to reconsider there. Um, I think his price will drop. Robert Williams, I mean, there's just... The headache of that second game was the reason I avoided it. Uh, I had no idea what Malone was going to do with the rotations. Doc Rivers, and, and there's like so many value plays there that it was just one of those situations I really was just stacking and, and kind of hoping for hoping for the blowout. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to be... Unless Denver continues to, to blow out the Clippers, which I guess is possible, then I think I have a shot. Uh, other than that, it's probably going to be a losing night. And, and again, the reason why I went this way again was just the rotations of Mike Malone are so inconsistent. The same thing with Doc Rivers for those secondary plays. Like, how many minutes does Lou Williams get? How much does Zubak versus Harrell get? They have Pat Beverly, Shamit, Reggie Jackson, Jermichael Green. They have so many guys they use. And then the Denver side. Does Millsap get 15 minutes? Does he get 30-plus minutes? What happens with MPJ? Same thing. Torrey Craig. Gary, like, there's just so many There's so many pieces that I, I just avoided it for that reason. Uh, obviously, it's going to bite me, um, but that that's the way that I want to about uh, the uh, slate. So let's talk about this uh, two-game slate. And this one's interesting because we have Giannis is questionable. Um, that if he If there's a shot that he sets out, Obviously, you want to load up on a lot of Milwaukee. Like that's where you're going to get your value. Uh, so the Bucks Heat, it's a 219 over under. Do or die time, obviously, for the Bucks. They're down 3-0. Heat are two-point favorites. Rockets Lakers, it's a 224 and a half, or 224 over under. Lakers are five and a half point favorites after the Rockets won game one. So with the center position, we'll start with AD. Um, and he had a big second half. He was letting me down the first half, came through in a big way in that second half. Still, still a solid, um, you know, the blowout hurt him. Him and LeBron, I think they, they got pulled a little bit early. Like, I wouldn't have, they were down, like, 14, like, two and a half minutes left. I would not have pulled them then, but Frank Vogel did. So, obviously hurt him a little bit there. Um, I, I my, It's basically my same analysis here is it's a mismatch. Like, Houston did a good job defending him. They did. But their tallest guy is, like, 6'8", 6'9". So, 
AD should be able to have his way. What I'm worried about is, you know, Houston did do a better job defending him, but 10-6 I think is a very, very fair price. I don't think the Lakers um, lay an egg here. I think they come back strong, kind of like they did against Portland. So AD is certainly someone I'm looking to. And if we get the honest news that he is out, then that makes these Lakers guys even more viable because then there's a lot more value, right? You have Milwaukee value, then you have like Middleton Bloodsoe. So um, yeah, AD is a guy that I, I'm for sure interested in uh, at 10-6. Bam and Abayo is at 8-3. I'm, I've been at high on the Heat basically every single slate, and, and I like them all again. Um, the issue is they're a little bit more balanced, right? So Bam, Jimmy, Drogic, they have Hero off the bench. Uh, Duncan Robinson, you know, can score the ball. They have Jay Crowder. So, and even if Kelly O plays, he's a guy that can score the ball. So they do have a lot of guys that can score, which is, you know, a slight concern. But 8.3K, he played 36 minutes the last time out. So it all depends how you're attacking the slate. And I think the Giannis news changes everything. If Giannis is out, I think that's going to set up more for the Stars and Scrubs, obviously. If Giannis is in, then maybe more the balance approach. So Brooke Lopez, this is interesting. He played 38 minutes the last game. Did not see that one coming at all. 38 minutes from Brooke Lopez. If we're going to get close to 38 minutes again, then I have interest in Brooke Lopez. My concern is he still is scoring dependent. Like, he had 22 points, only six rebounds. He's usually a guy that can get, like, a block or steal here and there. So are we going to get 38 minutes again from Brooke Lopez? I don't know. But if we if we get close to that, then obviously he looks a lot better than a guy playing around 30 minutes. Like, eight minutes is a huge deal. So, um, yeah, and it's do-or-die time. So if we get close to that again, I think Brooke Lopez looks really good. P.J. Tucker's at 4-7. Nah. It's just, he's a little bit too pricey. I think he's the last piece in your life. That's fine, but I'm probably not going to do it. Um, I think there's probably better value plays in the slate. Jeff Green, kind of the same thing. Not going to play as, like, enough minutes for me to consider him really at 4-4. Dwight Howard, I mentioned that the, the minutes might might go down, and they did. So, he only played 11 last game. I, I, I mean, he's, he's not playable if he's only going to play 11 minutes. So, um, yeah, Dwight's a guy I'm going to avoid. Olenek's questionable. Um, wouldn't really change a whole lot for me for Miami. If he plays, he's a dart throw. He'll probably play 10 to 15 minutes. He can definitely get you there in that time. And possi- I mean, if Bam possibly gets in foul trouble, then he could play more. So, yeah, Kelly, again, wouldn't really change a whole lot. Like, Myers, Leonard played a few minutes. Derek Jones Jr. played a few minutes. Iguodala played like 10 minutes, and none played like 10 minutes. So really, like, it's not going to change much for me. I'm not going to really have interest in those guys. But if Kelly O plays, he would at least be worth a dart throw because he's a good point-per-minute guy. McGee's at 3-4. At I did see a quote that um, I would have to look look back at it, but I, that they were they said that they liked how the offense ran when McGee was out there, and obviously they were uh, you know plus offensively when JaVale McGee was, was on the court. So... Does he play a few more minutes? Probably not likely, but that quote did, I guess, give me a little bit more confidence. Like, there's a chance that he maybe pushes for 15 or maybe even closer to 20, and if that would be the case, obviously he'd be a really good play at 3-4. So I'm at least a little bit interested in McGee. Um, I think there's a, there's an outside chance his minutes might go up a little bit here, and if that's the case, obviously he'd become a lot better play. Marquise Morris, the minutes went down in him. I think only at nine minutes, we can't consider him. 
Yeah, Myers Leonard got in the rotation, but nine minutes is not enough for me to consider, even at min price. And that's really what I got. So let's talk about the power forward position. Giannis, again, this is the slate changing news. If he plays at 11-5, I wish he was cheaper, but it would be do or die time, and obviously, and he would be low-owned, obviously, with the ankle injury and them him, him kind of struggling in the series. So I would have some interest for the reason of if he does play, I think he'll be very low-owned. Now, if he's out, again, the equation all year and even last year was you play Bledsoe, you play Middleton, and you would have played Ursan, but Ursan hasn't really been in the rotation. Now it's when Marvin Williams, I think DiVincenzo would look good. Obviously, like George Hill would become more viable. So there would be a lot more viable plays here with Milwaukee. Obviously, Brooke Lopez too, right? So um, that would change everything. If Giannis plays, then I think he makes for a good contrarian play because I don't think anyone will play him. Well, not anyone, but you know what I'm saying. He'll be low-owned. He'll be probably like 20%-ish owned. Already talked about AD. Yeah, Roko's at 6-4. I think he's okay, but really he had a lot of those upside games against a small ball team against OKC. Lakers are not small ball, so he's not going to get a lot of blocks against the likes of like Anthony Davis uh, and like McGee and even LeBron, right? So he's he's playable. The minutes will be there. He played 39 minutes last game. He only shot the ball three times. So if he shoot, if he would have shot the ball like. I don't know, eight or nine times, he would have had a pretty decent day for his price. So I'm okay with Rob Covington. If you if you landed him, that's fine. I don't know if I'm going to like plug him in as like my first play. But I think he, he's fine in the mid-range. Kind of the same analysis with Jay Crowder. The Mets have been really solid on him. 35, 36, and 34 minutes. Um, at five, six, the price is slowly ticking up on him where I don't think he's the best play. I don't think he's the worst play. I think we get over 30 minutes from him. And 5-6, again, we're not really going to make a huge discount. So I'm fine with Crowder in the mid-range. He's, you know, pretty similar to a guy like Robert Covington as far as, you know, just a play on this slate. Kuzma intrigues me now for it. He had a really bad day last game against Houston. Did play 28 minutes. So the minutes went up on him a bit. The price only went down 200, but kind of just a gut feeling. He has to, he has to be the number three guy for the Lakers. Uh, if they're going to have a shot to win the championship. So I feel like Kuzma, the ownership will be pretty low on him, but kind of just gut feeling. I kind of like him. I don't think a lot of people will get to him, um, but he's a guy that I, I'm interested in here at 4-8. House, I'll pass at 4-3. Well, I guess you can't completely write him off, but like, I would probably rather get to the, the other Laker value with, like, Green or KCP or going to play more minutes or even Rondo or Caruso had good games last time out. So probably not going to get to House. Marvin Williams at 3-5. He's viable either way. I mean, he's been getting over 20 minutes every single game so far this series. Now, if Giannis misses, I think those minutes would go up even more, and then he'd become a really solid value play. So, yeah, I think he's playable either way. Um... If Giannis plays, I, I think he still gets around 20-ish minutes. If Giannis misses, 25, maybe 30. So, um, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Obviously, Giannis news changes what uh, my feelings on Martin Williams. I think he is playable, though, either way. If Jones Jr. is not a guy I would get to, uh, I mentioned Kelly O is a possible dart throw, but not going to play huge minutes. Ursan, I mean, potentially could be in the rotation if Giannis is out. He hasn't played at all this series, but he's like a good point-per-minute guy. 
And we've seen games where Giannis has been out that they've started Ursan. So just thought of bringing it up, like, I think there's a, like a small, small possibility that if Giannis is out, maybe Ursan starts, and then he would probably be one of your better value plays at mid-price. But, yeah, that would be a super, uh, super risky play, and probably would only take a shot on him if he does start, if Giannis is out. Small four, LeBron's at 10-8. Yeah, I like buying any of these Lakers guys. Uh, they both had, you know, subpar games their week one, or not week one, game one. Uh, but I feel like they're going to come out stronger, more aggressive here. LeBron only shot the ball 15 times. I think that goes up a bit here. Um, and, yeah, I'm not really, like, I know Houston's been solid defensively, but I just think LeBron and AD are going to come out this game much, much more aggressive. Uh, so I have interest in both those guys. Just, you know, what do you have to sacrifice to get them in there? Jimmy Butler's at 8-6, so uh, him and Bam were the ones that had the big uh, days for their prices. The, the price is slowly coming up on him to 8-6. I think he's fine. Um, my issue with these Miami guys is they are a little bit more of a balanced team. right? They have a lot of guys that can score the ball, and the price is slowly coming up on Jimmy. So do I prefer Jimmy? Do I prefer Bam? I think I would slightly give the edge to Bam since he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, but both, both Miami guys are still in play for sure here. Um, and if we're going more of the balance approach, they look they look good. Middleton, um, I think he's viable. Uh, I think he's a good play if Giannis plays. If Giannis misses, he's probably him and Bloodsaw are probably two of your top plays in Brook Lopez. I think you're going to want a, a Milwaukee stack for sure. So, um, yeah, he's playable either way. Obviously, becomes one of the top plays if Giannis can't give it a go. Mention Rocco. Uh, Gordon at 5'9". So... <sighs> We still haven't seen it yet in this playoffs, but I, I keep mentioning it because it's there. He has a low floor. He is scoring dependent. If his shot is not falling, the floor is probably 10 to 15. I know we haven't seen it yet in the playoffs, but it is there. His upside, probably 35 plus. So 5'9", we're not really getting him at a huge discount. I, I think he's fine. Again, I'm not like super, super excited about it. I think guys probably like Rocco and Jay Crowder are a little bit safer, just for the reason of they do more than just score the ball. Whereas Eric Gordon, you really need him to score it. If not, the floor is is low. Uh, Duncan Robinson's at 4-5. Did play 30 minutes last game, which is good to see. So at least that's in the realm of possibilities that he, can, he could get to uh, 30 minutes. Um, he's scoring dependent, same thing as Eric Gordon. So the floor is super, super low. But he is a guy that, you know, he can get hot behind the three-point line. What was it? That one game against the Pacers, we shot all seven of eight, one for 34 fantasy points. Um, like, it's possible. He has a low floor, but he's at least in consideration because the Mets are slowly going up on Duncan Robinson uh, as well. Yeah, Green, KCP, they'll play 25 to 30 minutes. I mean, you know what you're getting into with these guys, right? They're super, super score independent. The floor is somewhat low. They're not really going to break the slate. They're viable. Um... Yeah, again, that, that's basically what I got. You know what you're getting into when you play these guys. The floor is probably about 10-ish. We saw KCP. Upside about 25 for both guys. Iguodala at 3-5. I know he's been in some foul trouble. He's just not playing enough minutes. 11-11. Um, it just... I think I'd rather get to other value on the slate. So probably not going to do uh, Iguodala there at 3-5. Uh, Pat Conton was not in the rotation. I played one minute last game. Um... Not going to get to him either way. Corver, I think, only saw a few minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Obviously can't get to him. So let's move on to shooting guard. 
Harden's at 11-2. I'm just not going to prioritize it. Um, I, I just like the... I like. I feel more comfortable with the... If I'm going to try to get to one of those Lakers stars. Um, or just the balance approach. Yeah. Like I would rather get to Westbrook. I mentioned that last night. I'd rather play Westbrook first price. I would still rather play Westbrook than Harden. I know Harden's got more upside, but Westbrook's also like 8-5. What's 8-6 on the slate? Harden's 11-2. Not a lot of like amazing value unless Giannis is out. Then that would change things, right? Then I think the Stars and Scrubs build becomes a lot more viable. Um, either way, though, I don't think I'd prioritize James Harden. Talked about Butler. Talked about Gordon. Heroes at 5-3. Uh, he's probable. I assume he's going to go. Uh, he'll play around 30 minutes. He's a good high-usage guy off the bench, and he's not afraid to, score, to shoot the ball. I think he's a good play. I don't think he's going to kill you. I think he has upside for probably 30 to 35 fancy points. So I like him once. I've played him last couple of slates. He's been solid for me. 30 and 27 fancy points. Um, no issue there with Tyler Hero. Um, I think he's a pretty good play in the mid-range. Uh, Caruso's at 3-8. So he got in some foul trouble. Only played 16 minutes. Well, I was a little bit worried about his minutes when Rondo coming back. But Rondo played 25. Caruso played 16. I think if Caruso didn't get in foul trouble, maybe it would have been like, 20-ish for Crusoe, and maybe 18 to 20 from Rondo. Either way, both both are playable. Um, Crusoe had a pretty solid uh, day for his price. So I think he's in play. Again, you can put him in the same territory as Danny Green, KCP. Even though Crusoe will do a little bit more than score the ball, they're similar like, value plays. I think at least one of those Lakers value, whether it be Rondo, Crusoe, Green, KCP, one of those guys is going to have a really good day for, for his price. Um, Wes Matthews at 3-4. Just not going to get to him either way. Um, if Giannis plays, I don't have interest in him. If Giannis is out, I would just prefer other value plays. Probably like a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, uh, possibly like Marvin Williams, and maybe like Ursan if he does start. Uh, that's just, again, assuming that Giannis would be out there. Uh, yeah, none, not playable, 3-3. DiVincenzo. So he would be someone I would look to uh, for sure if Giannis is out. Um Either way, though, he did play 21 minutes last game with Giannis in, and they they ran basically an eight-man rotation. So it's a risky play for sure. But if we get tw- like, I think he's playable either way. If if we get close to the 20 minutes, the minutes could go back down. Right, he only played eight minutes the last game, so it's obviously not necessarily secure. But if he gets close to 20 minutes, he would become a at least playable uh, value option. Rivers, not not put enough minutes for me to consider him. That's it. So let's talk about point guard. Mention Harden. Uh, mention West or LeBron. Yes, yeah, so Westbrook's eight five, right? I just prefer him once again first price to James Harden. He's eight point five k. So yeah, I I just three thousand dollars difference. I'm going to take Westbrook over Harden, even though Harden's obviously the guy who's more upside. It's just Westbrook looks a lot better for his price. So I think he's Westbrook makes a pretty good play in the mid range. Like he's. It would be a close call. If Giannis is in and you're going more of that balanced approach, you have like Westbrook, you have a lot of the Miami guys. Like that's probably the way that I would go. You have like Drogic, obviously. So yeah, the balance build is certainly certainly uh, in play. It's what I've been using a lot uh, the last four or five uh, slates here. Drogic at 7-2. I played him, I don't know how many straight times. Uh, I had a subpar game for his standards. 36 minutes, 32 uh, fantasy points. I didn't kill you, but you know Jimmy kind of took over there at the end. Bam did as well. Um, that is the that's the slight concern of Miami is they do have a lot of guys that can take over. Drogic, Jimmy, Bam, Duncan Robinson score the ball. Hero off the bench. Jay Crowder's a good player. So they have a lot of guys that are are, are solid. So that's the only thing that makes Miami tricky. Uh, but what we do know with all those guys basically is the Mets will be there. 
Uh, they've been consistent. So I, I think Goran Dragic at 7-2. I think the ownership drops in him. He's been pretty popular the last three or four slates. I think it will drop. I think it will drop and maybe go up on guys like Jimmy and Bam. It just always seems to happen whenever someone has a big game. Like the ownership will just go up on them. Bloodsell's at 5-6. He had his floor game uh, in 30 minutes, 21 fancy points. He's someone that's, that's, that's certainly viable in the mid-range if Giannis plays. If Giannis is out, I'm playing Bloodsell. I'm playing Milton. I'm probably playing Brooke Lopez and probably one more of those value guys. Like It would just be a full-on Milwaukee stack for me if Giannis is out. George Hill would even become a little bit more viable, too, at 4-2. Either way, he's playable. He saw 30 minutes last time out, which is good to see. Like They're comfortable giving him minutes. Uh, so 25 to 30-ish minutes, 4.2K. I think he makes for a decent value option. Mentioned Caruso. Mentioned DiVincenzo. Yeah, so Rondo was a guy that played the showdown slate. Um, I was just a little bit worried. I didn't know how many minutes he was going to play. They had Caruso. So he played 25 with Caruso getting a bit of foul trouble. I think those Mets go down a bit on him. If you're just like the 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 Lakers, like media, like everyone hates Rondo. If you just go on social media, like no, like people hate when Rondo plays. But he's like a solid DFS like DraftKings player, right? Because he's a guy that will do it all. Can score the ball, get you a lot of assists, can rebound the ball, can get you like some steals and blocks. And three three, I think he makes for a pretty decent punt option here. So I I, I don't think he plays twenty five minutes again. But if we get fifteen to twenty minutes. At almost min price, he's certainly someone you can consider. And that's that's basically going to wrap it up, guys. So, um, yeah, obviously, again, the big news there is Giannis. If he misses, then there is a lot of good plays from Milwaukee. Like, I think you're going to want to load up on the Bucks. I think it's Middleton, it's Brook Lopez, it's Bloodsoe, and then probably at least one of these value guys would be Hill, Marvin Williams, DiVincenzo, possibly like a guy like Ursan, like, yeah, I would load up on Milwaukee if Giannis is out, 100%. If Giannis is in, like, yeah, Middleton's solid in the mid-range. I think Brooke Lopez is viable either way because played 38 minutes last time out. Bloodsoe would be okay. George Hill would be fine, right? These guys would all be, like, okay options. No one would really stand out. But if Giannis is out, then, in my opinion, you want to uh, load up on Milwaukee. So that's really going to do it uh, for the video today, guys. If you've been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you leave a like button on the video, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, hit the notification bell just so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. I will be live streaming for this two-game slate, 30 minutes before lock, so be sure to check out the live stream, guys. Going, I'll go over everything, uh, the injury news. Obviously, Giannis is the big news we're waiting for, uh, and then answer any questions you guys have at the end. So thanks again. I hope you guys all have a good night, and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.